Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. In addition, I pray that everyone listening would have favor with both God and man. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, this is Proverbs 25, beginning in verse 1. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness." Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of the great, for it is better that he say to you, Come up here, than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince, whom your eyes have seen. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver, like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise rebuker to an obedient ear." Like the cold of snow in time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Whoever falsely boasts of giving is like clouds and wind without rain. By long forbearance a ruler is persuaded, and a gentle tongue breaks a bone. Have you found honey Eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house, lest he become weary of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a club, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth and a foot out of joint. Like one who takes away a garment in cold weather, and, like vinegar on soda, is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat, and if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For so you will heap coals of fire on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue and angry countenance. 
It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. As cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a far country. A righteous man who falters before the wicked is like a murky spring and a polluted well. It is not good to eat much honey, so to seek one's own glory is not glory. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Friends, today I'm going to take a closer look at verses 8 through 10 of Proverbs 25. And Proverbs 25, verses 8 through 10, tell us this. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. Friends, we live in a time in our present-day world where people are quick to judge people. People look at other people, and if they do one thing that they do not like, they will do anything they can to try to bring that person out. And many people have brought suits against people that they know very well, even family members. It's kind of hard to believe, but that is the type of times that we live in today. This is a confusing time in this present-day world, and we need to be careful. We need to look at the Bible, and I'm going to show several scriptures today that talk about avoiding what we can do in our world today to avoid taking our neighbor or our friend to court. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 4. And if we look at 1 Peter chapter 4, let's begin in verse 7. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. And listen to what it says here. It says, For love will cover a multitude of sins. Now what I'd like to do is go to the great love chapter. What exactly is love? How do we know if love is present in a situation? So let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning in verse 4. It says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked. And that is key because many times people today are so quick to take offense. 
This right here is telling us, do not do that. Thinks no evil. Now let's stop right there as well. This is one that we often get tripped up over. A lot of times when people tell us things or do things to us, we are so quick to want evil to come to them. We want the same thing to happen to them. There's no grace in so much of our society today. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoicers in the truth. Love bears all things. I want you to think about that. Believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And that is key. Anything that happens to us, we can endure it without going off a cliff and doing some wild things and thinking crazy things. But I really like verse 8. It says, love never fails. And friends, if you're ever in a predicament and you don't know what to do, think the way Jesus would think. And let's go quickly to the Gospel of Luke. We all know this verse. We all know what Jesus did. Jesus was on the cross. And in Luke chapter 23, it tells us, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And friends, Jesus was at the point. He was ready to give up his spirit. Everything had already been done to him. He had taken on the sins of the entire world. And yet, his comment to his Father God in heaven was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If Jesus could forgive people on that cross... We should be able to forgive people for the little petty things that people do against us. Now, sure, friends, there are examples of people who really wrong us, and sometimes it may cost us thousands of dollars. And yet, we need to think about Jesus on that cross and what he did for us. Let's go to John's Gospel, chapter 13. And this is Jesus near the end of his ministry. He knows his time has come. He knows he soon will be departing. He soon will be going on that cross for each and every one of us. And beginning in verse 33, listen to the commandment that Jesus gave us today. He said, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, 
A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Well, how did Jesus love us? Jesus knew he was going to die on that cross. And if we look back at what Jesus did, that is what he is telling us, that we should love others the way that he loved us, that you also love one another. And listen to this. This is so key. Verse 35 of chapter 13 of John's Gospel. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Friends, people are watching us every day, especially if you claim to be a Christian. If you go out on that limb and people know that you have taken that step, people are watching everything you do and they are listening to everything they say. But let's go to the book of Hebrews and this kind of encapsulates everything that Jesus did on the cross. If we go to chapter 10, beginning in verse 12, it says, But this man, referring to Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, and this is the example of Jesus on the cross for us. He did it once for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forevermore those who are being sanctified. And that last comment tells us that our Christian walk is a work in progress. We are continuing to hopefully draw closer to Jesus each and every day and becoming more and more like him. Let's quickly review the verses we began with today in Proverbs 25, verses 8 through 10. And after all the commentary I've given, listen to these verses again. They take on a bit more meaning. Do not go hastily to court, for what will you do in the end when your neighbor has put you to shame? Debate your case with your neighbor, and do not disclose the secret to another, lest he who hears it Expose your shame and your reputation be ruined. Friends, let's keep our eyes on Jesus. He died on that cross for all of our sins. And yet, his comment to God was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. My call to action today is very simple. What I'd like for you to do is think, is there anyone in your life that you need to forgive? They have wronged you, and you need to forgive them. Or 
If you have wronged someone, ask God to bring it to your remembrance so you can ask for forgiveness. The suggested scripture reading today, I will quickly go over the verses that I went over today just in case someone would like to write them down, put them in a notebook. So we went over Proverbs 25, verses 8 through 10. I went over 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8 is the great love chapter. Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, and if you would, go through verses 32 through 34. The new commandment that Jesus gave each of us is found in the 13th chapter of John's Gospel, 33 through 35, and Hebrews chapter 10, verses 12 through 14, encapsules the fact that by Jesus dying on that cross, every one of our sins are now forgiven. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening to this podcast today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me right now. Father God, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and you set a wonderful example of how we should live our lives every day. You were tempted in all areas, as are we, and yet you never gave in to the temptation of sin. Jesus, by dying on that cross, all of my sins have been forgiven. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yet, Jesus, every day, life can be a struggle for me. What I ask is that you come into my heart. I invite you in. I ask that you take over my life. I submit myself to your lordship. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, I ask a simple favor of you today. Go on my webpage, wisdomtodaybk.com. If you would, click on that contact tab. Let me know you repeated that prayer, and I will get back with you as soon as I can. Welcome to the family of God. You are now my brother or sister in Christ. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. Please join me and a special guest as we further explore wisdom today.